Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Holy Shit Podcast. Um, I'm super excited today. I have my roommate Marissa here to do a podcast. Um, I'm very excited because this season we're just trying to do more conversations and kind of invite you guys into the conversation. And today we're going to be talking about hustle culture, kind of our experience with hustle culture in New York City, um, and just what that looks like in comparison to being a Christian and like what God calls of our calls of us in our lives. Welcome, Rissa. I'm Thank so you for excited to me. have you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure in our own living room. Yeah. yeah. Live from the studio, our tiny New York City living room. It's great. You got to love it. Um, I think it's probably the best studio. A lot of good sound lighting situation oh, going yeah, on. Yeah. And we have official mics now. So Yes. This is so fun. It, just, it feels a little more legit. Honestly, this is my first time ever doing this. So thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited cool. to have you. Mm-hmm. So... For people who don't know you, and I feel like a lot of my friends listen, so they already know who you are, but Mm -hmm. like, what do you like doing in your free time? Like, what do you do for work? Who are you as a person? Yeah, thank you. Um, I love to do things in my free time. I like to do a lot of random stuff. I love creating new stuff. I like to do painting on the side. Um, I've always coming up with like random ideas. Sometimes I don't fully execute in them, (laughs) but we're always thinking. Um, I've told you I have my salt business. Um, yeah kicking that off disrupting the salt industry <laughs> as you should <laughs> um but i work in advertising so life or work can be pretty busy mm-hmm. um ebbs and flows and right now thankfully it's a pretty chill time and i'm hoping that it will be throughout the remainder of the year but yeah that's a little about me i moved to new york right when the pandemic hit mm-hmm. in 2020 so not the best timing but uh it all played out well i went I, I went back home for a little bit and then officially moved to New York like August of 2020. So I've been here for about two and a half years, two right, years. Nice. Exciting. Matt. And <laughs> in the two, two and a half years that you've been, wait, oh no, we're going on year two of living together. I was going to say. Yeah. Year two yeah, of okay, living just together. Kidding. Um, never mind. So yeah, two, two and a half. Um, in the two, two and a half years that you've been here, what has your experience with hustle culture been and how does that differ? Because you're from Alabama, right? Yes. I'm originally from Alabama. Obviously, it's a lot different than New York um, <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. Um, I think that and I, after I moved out of Alabama, I, I lived in L.A. for a little bit, which mm-hmm. is a lot more. It's also like hustly, but a lot more chill. Yeah. Um, definitely a different vibe. I think that I was definitely eye open to kind of how things were because I feel like yeah. coming from Alabama, everyone is a lot more. I mean, or, or like work and everything just feels a lot more chill. Like you, you know, I don't think that, I think that what it honestly feels like and um, not to sound bad, but I think that a lot of it is like you're, and when, when I moved to New York, it was like you move here and everyone is like the A plus student in your class, right? you know, and I was never that student <laughs> growing up. And so I was like, wow, I think I got to now be that person. <laughs> And I think that it was it was a little bit of a like eye opening experience. I think it, I struggled getting a job. I, obviously, the pandemic made things a lot more harder because mm-hmm. I work in advertising, so yeah. that made that froze. But it mm-hmm. did make me realize that in order to really stand out and like get something that I I really wanted, I really had to like push myself. And I think that that's a good thing because I I think that I'll, I can definitely be guilty of being lazy when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think I've had to kind of backpedal at this point in my mm-hmm. life and my career to realize like what I really need to be pushing myself on mm-hmm. and like comparing yourself 
and like feeling you know that like where you're at is okay even though it might not be where you thought you would be or Mm -hmm. like where other people are and I Mm -hmm. think in New York there's so many people here so it's so easy to compare yourself to like every other person Mm -hmm. and um kind of learning that it's important to yeah like put your blinders on and like yeah let go of some of those things because hustle culture can be super hard because you feel Mm -hmm. like that if you're not going all the time then it's just like you're not doing enough yeah I think like in New York City especially especially and I think probably in other cities as well like you do have to be a little bit more ambitious to live here just because like it Mm -hmm. costs more so like most people work two to three jobs and like they come here with a dream so they're working towards that dream Mm -hmm. or like trying to start a business and so they're trying to work here to make connections or and it just seems like a very competitive just workplace in general but Mm -hmm. then also like even in my friend groups like everyone always has like a side thing that they're doing with that they're trying to build or like you know different things and I mean like I say this as someone who consistently starts like 7,000 projects and obviously has a podcast because you know like why not and like I'm so guilty of this as well because I'm like yeah what's another project like Mm -hmm. it's just building your resume like it's just building this or whatever but I think it's so hard and like especially the comparison aspect of it Mm -hmm. in New York City like it's just like it can be a lot it can definitely be a lot and I think that like all the projects because I love doing new projects too and I'm like oh like maybe I'm gonna create this company or like do this and I think that it is good because you have so many people that are also doing it and I think that's Mm -hmm. the good aspects of it as as someone who like loves doing that but doesn't always like figure out how to like properly execute I think I've been able to surround myself with other people I mean like you yourself who are successfully doing things on the side so it's kind of like figuring out how to balance Mm -hmm. that um but I think it can be tiring because I know at one point I was working to well I wasn't working two jobs but I was like doing things on the side just because I was not making anything Mm -hmm. and um it was hard because like you know when you're like oh I want to like go hang out there's so much to do in New Mm -hmm. York and then you're like also consumed with work all the time Mm -hmm. um and I don't think that's really where like God does call us to be I think that we're called to kind of find a balance between the two like put in our best effort and our best work but I don't think our life should be surrounded Mm -hmm. by work right Right. Um, and I think that's one thing that I've had to kind of refocus on because I have been so guilty of like making mm-hmm. work or everything like be the biggest aspect of my life mm-hmm. or like where I define my self-worth. And I think that's something um, that's not like where my self-worth like lies or like right, where it should right. be, you know. Mm-hmm. When you were talking earlier about kind of like everyone in the city being like the A plus student that's like yeah. here and it's like, you know. we're here to get stuff done whatever um I feel like I was never the A plus student like let me just be very clear about that I was like C's get degrees and I followed that all the way through (laughs) um however I feel like I had the mentality of like not wanting to fail Mm -hmm. and like I mean I always did try to get good grades but like just didn't you know like I worked really hard and like was still not getting it but when I moved to the workforce and especially especially in New York I was really struggling because I was like, if I mess up at work, like that's determining my like worth. I was like, mm-hmm. then I'm never going to get a promotion. I'm never going to do this. And I would like spiral very easily. And I think also like my worth as like a person started coming from like what my bosses think of me or like mm-hmm. how I'm doing at work or even like what my title is at work when I'm talking to other people. Cause like forever, yes. like I was a nanny for like forever. And then they would be like, Oh, like you babysit. And I was like, first off that's a really hard job like have you ever tried corralling children (laughs) in new york city like absolutely (laughs) anyway but like there was like all this like status tied to your job and like who you were and Mm -hmm. i feel like 
that's externally put on you but then I was also putting it on ex- internally mm-hmm. I was really struggling with like my identity and who I was and then like tying that to any accomplishments I was doing at work or even inside hustles were like mm-hmm. you know like do I have a business on the side is it thriving and like I can cling to that if like things that my like real job aren't going well or mm-hmm. you know different things like that and I started getting like so much anxiety about work every day or like what I'm doing or like you know have I been at this company too long and I'm not getting any break? like do I need yes. to switch companies like all sorts of stuff I actually read a book maybe like two years ago now that honestly completely changed how I like viewed like work mm-hmm. and just who I was and it's called discipleship begins with beholding and if you're into super like theological books would recommend if not it is a little bit harder to read like mm-hmm. it's it's not a light read like a lot of like technical words that I was like googling as I was reading it yeah but basically it talks about and it's talking about discipleship but I think for me I took it in like a very personal level of like why are we even here like on earth and like why are we here in New York City like yeah you're just like why did God make us and it's like to behold him to worship him like to adore him and I think that we are called to and can do that through work, but that's not the end all be all. Like mm-hmm. it's through like our whole lifestyle and how we live. And like truly like we're not here to worship our bosses. Yeah. We're here to serve them well as Christians, but like they aren't the end all be all. And like God is. And how are we honoring him through work and our lifestyle? But then also like at the end of the day, like we're here to serve God. Like we're here to yeah. worship him. We're here to live lifestyles that honor him, that bring other people like to him and so I think like that was like a very big shifting moment for me mm-hmm. where I was like what am I doing like killing myself trying to like please my bosses when at the end of the day like I'm gonna work my hardest like I'm going to do my best but I'm gonna mess up sometimes like they're mm-hmm. gonna be disappointed in me and like how can I honor God through my work but then also like what am I doing in my free time that's honoring him yeah and I think that's helped me like reframe a lot of like work-life balance but then also like even in side hustles like yeah is there a side hustle I can do that will truly honor him or like honors my creativity that he gave me or you know different things like that because some things I don't think everything has to like have a deeper meaning like sometimes like I just paint because I want to paint you know what I mean and I suck at painting you know but like (laughs) there's just different things um but yeah I feel like that was like a huge shifting for me Mm -hmm. like two years ago and obviously I still get stressed out at work sometimes but like yeah I feel like it's really shifted like how I view it and like how I view like my like five-year plan or my 10-year plan because now I don't really have one I'm just like there where's God gonna open the next door to you like absolutely I think like I totally hear you on that because I think that's something that I've recently like with a lot of like prayer and understanding Mm -hmm. um and struggling honestly I think kind of like what you said struggling and anxiety it Mm -hmm. has like led me to be able to understand that right um I think as you like earlier asked like what it was like in Alabama to hear Mm -hmm. I think that like that aspect that was really hard for me was realizing that like with all these people who are like your quote-unquote straight-a students like Mm -hmm. I like I think it's so easy in New York if you're just going and just like on your hustle culture Mm -hmm. like you're going to work you're doing this you're doing that like it's so easy to forget the bigger picture of like what you were saying like you're and then so all of those little things like your boss gets mad at you or you don't do this or like you forget Mm -hmm. one little thing you take the like like you take it on Mm -hmm. so much stronger Then if you take a step back and you're like, this is not like I'm here for this mm-hmm. and I'm here to like honor God. Like I have a job. I'm thankful for my job. Mm-hmm. Like I have all these things, but the success of this is right. not what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think that's like the shift in understanding. And I think that's why I can see like hustle culture can be a really big challenge for a lot of people. Cause I yeah. think a lot of people who especially might not like know God, like are just struggling in mm-hmm. the sense of they're always feeling the pain and like the right. like anxiety of right. never being enough. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's kind of what it breeds. It's just the feeling yeah. of like, you're always need to be doing more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll also be curious, like what your thoughts are on this. And like, I'm still so guilty of this, but I feel like there's been a shift. I hope there's been a shift the last couple of years <laughs> of like for like so often when I am feeling anxious or like sad or like honestly any negative emotion, I will like start like packing my schedule like mm. to no end. And I'm like, yeah, like I should start the side project because it's like pushing off like the bad emotions or having to sit with them. And like if I'm constantly busy and I'm going out to drinks with friends after work and then I'm doing this or I'm doing this. I like don't have to do or if I do pour myself into work then I don't have to like think about how I'm feeling or like actually like check in with my emotions or like where my faith's at or like Mm -hmm. anything because I'm just like trying to numb it away and I feel like I see that a lot in New York like there are a ton of people who like I would say truly are workaholics you know like never stop working and I feel like I mean like I'm probably all over the U.S. but again like especially here I feel like you see that of like people just like trying to push through and again like trying to find worth in something yeah and it's just like pushing back all these feelings that like you probably should be feeling and it's okay to feel you know yes and I think that like what happens too is I mean in New York there's people that are making so much money and like so much much money (laughs) and like I think it's easy if you're like struggling Mm -hmm. on an emotional like standpoint or you don't have a relationship with God and so you don't know that like sense of peace that you can have and just Mm -hmm. like coexist like just living right um and I think that when you get the like when the money aspect comes Mm -hmm. in and you're like working a ton but then you're also getting paid for it you're kind of like well this is it numb like that money and the financial aspect Mm -hmm. numbs the like stress and the pain of like what you're actually going through yeah and the fact that it's awful working that much but I think it becomes like honestly like a vicious cycle or like an addiction because like if you're willing to put in that effort and you're working these insane mm-hmm. hours and it's a toxic environment but you're getting paid a ton yeah what makes you really quit if you don't have to right. you right. know mm-hmm. um but I definitely agree I think that like I'm guilty as well of if I'm struggling or like or stressed or have anxiety about something to push what I feel mm-hmm. like I need to like instead of like going to God about it or like, you know, really right. focusing on like why I'm struggling or like what the, what the root of the problem mm-hmm. is. I definitely have a tendency to like push myself into something that yeah. I don't need or just, mm-hmm. yeah. Like go hang out with friends, like just right. like numb or like block mm-hmm. out everything that I actually could be feeling. Yeah, yeah. And I think in New York, it makes it so much easier because there's so mm-hmm. many, literally so many things to do. Right. Right. Um, I was actually talking to one of my friends this past week and she also likes to do art and is like a Mm -hmm. painter and stuff and she was just telling me she was like yeah like I feel like since I've been here she's from Tennessee as Mm -hmm. well or the south as well but um she was just like I feel like since I've been here I haven't been painting or like doing that and I was like I honestly thought Mm -hmm. I was the only one like I used to do it all the time whenever I go home I want to jump into like some kind Mm -hmm. of art project um and I think sometimes here it's easy to forget those like little things that you do love doing because there's just, I mean, you can go out, you can work. Mm -hmm. And I think honestly, it's weird because work just feels like my hours are the same as when I'm home, but it feels like it takes up so much more time. Mm -hmm. I I feel that that too. And I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) It's just like the dread after work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
like you just sit and you close your laptop and you're like i just need a moment yeah. <laughs> um i'm curious what your thoughts are so like talking about hustle culture and how there's like all these side hustles that people are trying to do what do you think about like just like monetization in general of like your hobbies or like do you think that everything we do should have to be monetized like we should be trying to make money off of it mm. like because i feel like some people are like oh my gosh you're like such a great painter you should start selling them yeah. or you know like you do this like why don't you monetize it or like different things what are your thoughts on i'll say hobbies versus side hustles that's such a good question and i think about it all the time <laughs> um because i have like i've been told that for years and i think mm-hmm. and it's funny because like my dad he's literally said things like i just don't understand why like you're like such an artist but like you're such an artist because you don't know how to monetize your right, stuff and like right. thanks okay <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't know what that even means but i think that it's hard because like there's i feel like with hobbies and things that mm-hmm. you like sometimes like by that that monetizing it i think yeah. that's good because i think it can like add value and obviously you can mm-hmm. get an extra side hustle and you can get like more money and like there's good in that but i think at the same time it can take away what you like about it. Yeah. And also I think, I think projection is good. And I think we all should go through like mm-hmm. it all, like it's an aspect of life. Yeah. But I think with things that you are like, you do love, like whether that's like pottery or painting mm-hmm. or singing or like, you know, right. Sometimes I think if you, if you're like feeling the rejection in that, it makes you not want to do those specific yeah. hobbies that yeah. mean a lot. And it's like, if that's like your sacred place, mm-hmm. like let it be. Right. Right. Um, but I think at the same time, yeah, like I've thought about monetizing a lot of my mm-hmm. hobbies and I I just feel like there's like, it's like a two-sided thing, yeah, you yeah, know? Definitely. Also, if anyone was wondering what the noise was a few minutes ago, that was our ice machine. No oh, one's yeah. breaking into the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. But I did forget to shut that off before recording and normally I do. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> Since we first got that, we always thought that there was people breaking in. Yeah. It's a little, it was startling the first couple nights. But yeah. <laughs> We've learned a little bit. Now yeah. if someone actually breaks in, we're going to be like, oh, it's just yeah, the ice machine. Ice machine. <laughs> Goes out to get more fresh cold water. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. And if you've liked my sweatshirt this episode that says doing the healing work, um, speaking of hustling and, you know, working through emotions, um, you can find it at Rough Edges Podcast Merch Store. They have a ton of different apparel that has um, messaging about faith and mental health. So it's a great way to get conversations started um, at different events if you're wearing these, as well as just having friendly reminders on your clothing. So make sure you go check them out. Honestly, I think kind of like what you said, struggling and anxiety, it mm-hmm. has like led me to be able to understand that. Right. So explain that just like a little bit more in general, but just kind of the idea of you know, having like Netflix shows that you're binge watching or different things. I think like honestly, even TikTok scrolling of like oh, yes. kind of finding that comfort in I'll say external things that are like more numbing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Versus like finding that in God and like the peace that surpasses understanding if we really want to yeah. get biblical here. Um. Yeah. And we do. We're here for that. Um, yeah. No, thanks. I think that like from what you were talking about earlier, it just reminded me of like when you're talking about like numbing and like mm-hmm. the things that like just like I feel like a lot what we were saying earlier was like if you're just hustling all the time it's easy yeah. to forget about all your problems like mm-hmm. blah 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 but I think at the caveat like a lot of times it's easy for us to numb just by not doing anything right. or like yeah the amount of times when I've just been like stressed and I've been like I just want to like sit and watch TikToks for an hour <laughs> turns into three hours yeah it's 1 a.m <laughs> and I feel like I just like see my brain yeah. like turning to mush mm-hmm. 
um and like netflix binging and i think that like that alone is not really like where we should Hmm. like be called to be either i think that it kind of feeds into the idea of like consumerism and just like letting ourselves like be in the flesh or like Mm -hmm. do what we want to do right um and i think that it can also happen almost as a result of the Mm -hmm. hustle culture like what comes first the chicken or the egg Mm -hmm. i think that it's definitely like with a continued like i know that this is what's happened to me personally like a continued like go 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 Mm -hmm. and then something happens and say like your boss gets annoyed with you or like something small and then you're just like i don't want to do anything like Mm -hmm. i feel like i failed and like here i'm just gonna let myself fail yeah and it's like sitting in the like despair or just like anger of like what has happened versus being like okay I'm gonna like get myself back up again and like keep going or like I don't always have to be perfect and I think that sometimes yeah that like hustle vibe Mm -hmm. really breeds like kind of what you said like a fear of failure and like you have to be perfect all the time Mm -hmm. yeah I also think like what's interesting is kind of the and I do think they go hand in hand the hustle culture and comfort culture where Mm -hmm. You know, it is go, 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 go. But then when you need to rest, are you actually resting or is your, is it just numbing? Like again, like, like for me with TikToks, I'm like, yeah, like I do this to unwind before bed. Like, no, like, yeah. I'm just like not sitting with my thoughts before bed is what's happening. (laughs) Um, But it's like interesting. And I'm curious what your thoughts are, but as Christians, like what for us is like countercultural. And so like we have hustle culture, we have comfort culture, but then, like, as Christians, like, what are we supposed to be doing with our time? Mm-hmm. And, like, how do we combat, like, our desire to participate in hustle culture or comfort culture? And, like, how are we different, like, in the way we live our life? I live our lives. Like, is that prioritizing going to a Bible study? Is mm-hmm. that, like, you know, making sure when you get up in the morning, like, you're not checking, like, I don't know, your stocks. That was just yeah. the first example <laughs> that came ahead. I don't do that. But, Big like, stock girl over here. <laughs> right, like, right. Or, like, is it, like, do you, like, start the day in the word of God? Like, you know, like, what are things that we can do to combat hustle culture and comfort culture and like truly like live in like one like who we're supposed to be like and how god created us but then like what god calls us to be so i'm curious what Mm -hmm. your thoughts are of like ways for christians to live Mm -hmm. counter to that yeah um i definitely think that's interesting and something that i've been thinking about for the past couple weeks you know when i went to canada a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago on my eat pray love trip which was great i recommend anyone (laughs) doing that um but when I first got there, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm here for a week by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to spend all this time in prayer. Like, I'm going to just, like, do, like, X, Y, Z, like, every single, you know, yeah, here yeah. we're going to do this first. Mm-hmm. And, like, that thing because, like, I'm going to hear from God. Like, it was, like, that, yeah, like, yeah. that was the intention originally. Mm-hmm. And then after, like, the first day of, like, doing that, I kind of just was like, I don't think this is, like, how it, like, how I should be spending mm-hmm. this time. Like, in this, like scheduled like paid programming like kind of situation and um I think that honestly what it made me realize is like sitting just in silence is like the hardest practice for me to just do and I am like as someone who's like okay like I'm gonna have this plan in the morning this do that Mm -hmm. and like whether it's something so small of like going on a walk or like making breakfast Mm -hmm. it's still taking away my attention yeah um but it feels like it's okay because you know Mm -hmm. it's like okay it's a walk right right um and don't get me wrong I think that like walks are great to like Mm -hmm. spend time with God and like do that but I think just actually focusing on giving like God five minutes a day Mm -hmm. is what I've been practicing 
and in like slowly like inching it up so like yeah. while i was there i started i like kind of got rid of all my like schedules and all these mm-hmm. like things that i had <laughs> planned and i was like i'm just gonna honestly like sit and like either like read scripture or like sit in prayer and just like let it go for as long as i want it to go yeah, yeah. um and i think since i've come back and trying to bring some of those practices like still back I, like what i've been trying to do mm-hmm. in like the morning is just like set a timer because i think that for me i if I don't set a timer, then I feel like I won't do the full five minutes. Like, <laughs> like it's or, been surely 20. Yeah. <laughs> surely. Um, and like, as bad as it sounds, like, I think it's like, it helps my brain like do it, like, and mm-hmm. actually put things away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to do that in the mornings mm-hmm. of just like spending like in silence without being like, pr- like without actually praying. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, you know, that's another thing mm-hmm. too. It's like, when I feel like sometimes we'll like sit in prayer, we're just like talking this whole time about right, all these things right. we want mm-hmm. and then like, okay, bye. <laughs> right. Like, right. And not giving a chance for like dialogue with God, yeah. or, like, you know, to like actually hear back. <laughs> yeah. Or like think about things, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so I think that's like an aspect of it. So like to go off of what you said with like where I feel like Christians are called is I think that like, kind of like, I don't know if you know, like John Mark Homer's book, uh, the garden city or no, just kidding. That oh, one. oh, the restless limit or the, the hustle, her elimination of her. Yes. Ruthless elimination of hurry. Is that what it's called? Yes. I think yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that definitely resonated with me because it made me realize that like all of these things like don't they will come, but they don't have to be this like wake mm-hmm. up at seven in the morning, get right. all these things done. Like right. just like letting the day take you kind of like what you mm-hmm. were saying earlier, like with your five year plan, like letting God take you where you mm-hmm. should be, but not yeah. feeling this like anxiety mm-hmm. to create all these plans yeah yeah that makes total sense mm-hmm. um I was like first introduced to that book by Chris like two years ago uh-huh. and I never really understood like I think before like I met him I was definitely like he's like a way more chill person than I am <laughs> but I was like every single Saturday like okay so what are we doing today like right what right. are the plans like we're doing brunch like it, when I obviously uh-huh. when I first moved to New York I was like a brunch girly and <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like okay friends like let's all go we're getting bottomless uh-huh. like you know all those things and I think it kind of with, with the book that he showed me and like I don't know talking a lot and like really like kind of connecting like with like where God wants me to be. It made me realize that like, for one, all things that need to come will come, Mm -hmm. you know, like if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. And I think that like the timing for everything, like it doesn't have to be like New York, like New York, New York makes you feel like you have to do all these things at once and like, or Uh it won't happen at all. Like even the subways. honestly, (laughs) And then just like kind of realizing like, you you don't and seeing how much anxiety sometimes I still like some of my friends are so like go 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 Mm -hmm. and we'll stress about you know the littlest things yeah and with like bring like parties or like bringing people together or things like that like having to get there two hours Mm -hmm. early and then realizing like you you don't right Right. (laughs) like you're gonna Mm -hmm. be okay yeah um but it was a hard thing for me to kind of come to Mm -hmm. so yeah 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 that makes sense I don't know like why you talking about this made me think of this but there was like this like I don't know if it's like a tweet or like meme-ish thing going on but someone posted a photo of the New York subway like um like arrival times thing and it was like nine minutes and 18 minutes were like the next two mm-hmm. trains away and if you don't live in New York City like normally it's like every four to five minutes a train's coming yeah. and so when you get there it's like three minutes away 
and like even that like if it's not there when you get there it's like seems mildly inconvenient but when it's like nine minutes away i'm like tempted to take an uber every single time (laughs) and if it's more than nine minutes i'm like why even wait and it's like one it costs you like 40 less dollars to wait the like nine minutes yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like weird because everything does feel so rushed yes like even the subway it's like nine minutes is really not that long it's not that long especially for like public transport like in any other city that's like very normal no like, it's a very it's like not. nine minutes is nothing but standing there is excruciating like, no absolutely i think that it's like weird because i feel like because like our brains have just been like like rewired for like right. every time we walk into the subway mm-hmm. station the train should be right there right. or within a two minute right. three minute range uh-huh. and or like whenever we like are it's raining and we see a cab like there yeah. should be a cab literally right, right. in front of me <laughs> <laughs> right. as soon as i step out of the building like i think it's just mm-hmm. we've become like so obsessed or like expectant like, of just yeah. always right there mm-hmm. and just like impatience and i also think like this goes back to um like delayed gratification mm-hmm. like even with amazon we can order something and it's oh, most yeah. likely here within two days if not the next morning oh yeah and like <laughs> oh, i remember definitely. when like internet shopping first became a thing it'd be like three to four business weeks you know that yes. it's like taking to get there and it was like totally normal and i think back i'm like how did we live but <laughs> but like truly and i've been trying to work on that and like the last couple months i've been really focusing on delayed gratification mm-hmm. so i've been trying to take more photos of like film cameras and like not take ones with my phone so i can see it that did not turn out well when my film <laughs> camera broke and i lost two rolls of film yeah that's so i have no rough. memories from those so maybe don't fully rely on we do like we do love our technology let's be real but i'm trying to do other things or like even like do i need to buy this from amazon or like can i just like go to the store like next week when i have time or like different things and i've been trying to be like very intentional about like waiting and practicing patience yeah and i think like another thing and i heard this probably in like sixth grade youth group or something okay Mm -hmm. but our youth pastor was talking he was like yeah like so often we're like lord give me patience when someone's like making us upset or whatever and then we're like when we pray for patience then we're all of a sudden confused why all of these opportunities to show patience keep coming up you know what i mean yeah. it's kind of like this like double-edged sword where you're like yeah, this is growing my patience yeah that is for sure but not how my like i was hoping like, god would just okay. be like boom you're a more patient person not like yeah. maybe work on it <laughs> yeah exactly like you actually have to figure that out for yourself right right like just and give so, it to me right and so every time we like pray something like that like give me patience or give me peace and then all of a sudden there's these opportunities to practice choosing to have peace in a moment or choosing to have patience and i'm like <laughs> what is this <laughs> not loving this don't love it here (laughs) but like i think it's just like a great example of like even if we are praying for more peace at work there might be more opportunities for us to be actively choosing peace you know like it might not just be like wow all of a sudden work's just super chill like it's probably going to be like no god's like then choose actively choose it yes no like, like you have to make a conscious decision to choose peace in this situation yeah he's like i'm giving you x and y and you can literally choose y right Uh, that's so true though oh my gosh i feel like there's been i've like talked to so many people about that how they've been like i really want to be like patient or i really Mm -hmm. want to be like whatever but they're like i don't really want to pray for that because i'm scared of what's gonna happen i think it's so funny because i do this all the time too like sometimes i'm afraid to pray for something because i'm like yeah big yikes if this actually does happen yeah. or it doesn't happen the way that I want it to yeah but I think this just goes back to like human nature and like when has God ever done us wrong yeah you know like and like I think it's one of those things where like in your head you know God's got it like you know his yeah. plans way better than yours like 
you know that like it's totally under control but i'm like yeah but i still think that i might do better controlling the situation oh yeah it's absolutely. like almost <laughs> never will that work out for me you know like, no literally <laughs> I've like that's something I've had to like sh- really like every day a conscious mm-hmm. decision to be like I'm not going to do this because I feel like when things aren't where I want them in my life yeah. like whether it's like job work career like those kind of things mm-hmm. I'm like okay that means I have to like do every little thing I have to apply for right. 5,000 jobs I right, have to learn 5,000 right. new skills mm-hmm. in order for it to be what and then it's I feel like yeah. God's been like no you don't really have to do all that uh-huh. work <laughs> like, right. like just like be at peace right right <laughs> yeah difficult so, one, if anyone wants to find you or reach out to you, how can they do that? Yes. Um, I am on Instagram. I think my Instagram is like Marissa E. Laurel. I believe and, Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> and, or you can give me an email. Or e- give me an email. <laughs> Send it to me. <laughs> give me an email at marissa.laurel.gmail.com. Yeah. And then do you have any resources that you would recommend for people who are like trying to work on like you know resting more or you know being countercultural um i know you mentioned john mark comer's book but i don't know if there's any other yeah things you've been doing or even just tips that you've been tips um yeah i think john mark comer's book really good uh the ruthless elimination of hurry um there was one other book that i've read recently that book that you gave me that was restored oh yeah i don't know who that's by though it's but called Restored. It has a blue butterfly on the cover. Yeah, blue butterfly. <laughs> That's a good one. I'll look that up and put it in the show notes because I don't know. Link in bio. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think just like tip wise, I, I literally think that honestly, I'm a big timer person. So mm-hmm. I definitely recommend just seeing like where like that leads you and like how that can establish um, different habits mm-hmm. and then maybe like inching up to like 10 minutes or like yeah. however long you want it to be two minutes whatever works for you mm-hmm. I'm not trying to dictate anyone's time but <laughs> but um, I do think that that's that's really important mm-hmm. and can really um, really be helpful and yeah. connecting yeah. to God better mm-hmm. sorry there's so many sirens but <laughs> as always if um, you'd like to reach out to me you can reach out to me on Instagram at theholyship.podcast and you can email us at theholyship.podcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs>